And I uh, thought I'd take a couple weeks uh, here in the middle of the summer, focus on ministering to children. And I want you to go back to Mark chapter number 10. This is where we were last week, and we'll be there again next week. Mark chapter number 10, beginning in verse number 13, and we'll read down to verse number 16. And the title of the lesson tonight is Serving Children Like Jesus. Serving Children Like Jesus. I think we've got, we can learn a great example tonight from our Lord and Savior. And look what the Bible says in verse 13. They brought young children to him that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, when he saw those disciples rebuking uh, those parents for bringing their children to the Lord, the Bible says he was much displeased. And he said unto them, talking about his disciples, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child. Notice it didn't say you have to be a little child. It says with the same childlike faith, all right? In other words, children, they don't have, you know, I just mentioned that man, Geshen, that had Catholicism, Lutheran, Seventh-day Adventism. Children don't have all that baggage. They haven't learned all those things. Children have a childlike faith. And Jesus says here, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And look at this verse. He took them, those children, not his disciples. <laughs> he took his, these children up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Now, can you just picture, listen, in your mind's eye tonight, can you just picture Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the creator of this world, and he reaches out and grabs these children. I mentioned last week, many believe that there, were pro there was probably a pretty good group of children or maybe a line of children, and I mentioned that the reason is because what they would do is they would bring their children oftentimes in this day to a rabbi, to maybe an elder, someone that was looked up to religiously so that that person who they believed was in touch with God would pray for those children and would bless their lives. Uh, in much the same way, we do the same thing with uh, child dedications, baby dedications, things like that. And I think it's a wonderful thing here to see how Jesus is, listen, in his busy schedule and all that he had going on in his life because he was only in ministry for about three and a half years. What do we see in this passage? I'll tell you what we see. We see our Savior serving children. He's serving them. He's ministering to them. He's helping these children. He's coming to their aid. And I think it's a great lesson for all of us. Listen, in, in Philippians 2.5, Look what we're commanded to do. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Yeah, now, now think about that. God says, look, the way Jesus thought about things. Now tonight we're focusing, the text is on children. Jesus' heart for children. Look, he says, he says to them, don't keep these kids away from me. Let them come to me. And that's his mind. His heart was, let them come. 
That should be our mind. That should be our heart, is let these children come to the Lord. Mark 10, uh, 10 45, the Bible says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. The, the word minister is another word for serve. Do you remember what happened as they were there, what, what oftentimes we referred to as the Last Supper? And they've had a nice meal. Now, it's, it, it's right before Jesus went to Calvary. But Jesus pushes away from the table. And you remember what he did? He took a basin of water and a towel and he girded himself. And he begins to wash the feet of the disciples. You know, there were many times that Jesus ministered. And look, every time that he did that, Look, it was never beneath him. He was trying to teach his disciples that the way up is down. That we need to be servants as we lead in the work of God. And the Bible says that we need to have his mind. And if he came not to be ministered to, and by the way, he deserves to be ministered to. But if he didn't come to be ministered to, but to minister, then I dare say we should be the same way. That we should have a, a mind to serve. John 13, 16, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant, that's us, is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. So we need to understand our place in life as a Christian in ministry is, look, if the Lord ministered, then the servant's not greater than his Lord. And the Bible says in Matthew 20, 26, but it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you. Look at this. You want to be great? Here it is. Let him be your minister. Again, the word minister, synonymous with servant. Now, folks don't like that because everybody wants to be waited on. Some of the most uh, people that I love from time to time I'll go out sometimes, it's been a while, but I'll go out sometimes, maybe go out to grab a bite to eat, and you can learn a lot about a person by the way they treat the waiter or waitress. I try to be as kind as I can to them. Because, listen, if you're not, when they go in the back and you can't see them, they're going to be bringing your food, and you have no idea what they do to your food before you... We, we were in a place one time, and I watched this guy. He was preparing, and I, I, I think he thought nobody could see him because he was, he was in the back. But I just happened to have a vantage point, and I saw him drop someone's food on the floor. Now, kitchens, kitchen areas, many times, some of the filthiest places. Uh, some of you right now, I, I'm, I'm getting you where you're never going to want to go out and eat again. But he was back there, and he dropped it on the floor. And you know what he did? He bent down, picked it up, put it back on the plate. I saw him do it. And then they brought it up to the counter and was going to give it to my friend. And I said, I, I said, is the manager here? And he said, oh, yes, he's right. I said, can I talk to him? He came over. I said, sir, look, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. But I said, I just saw your worker in the back. Drop that right there on the floor in the grill area. Put it right back on the plate. And it's sitting right here. And he's trying to give it to a customer. And the man, now, I don't know what happened to that guy, and I'm sorry if something happened, but I, was just, I just didn't want my friend to eat that food. 
folks, listen, we came, God saved us. And remember, God didn't save us to sit. God didn't save us to sour and soak. God saved us to serve. That's why we're here. Now, look, a lot of times people think, well, I don't mind serving. I'll serve adults. I'll do. But when it comes to serving children, we kind of have that same attitude that the disciples have. No, they're just kids. No, Jesus, they had a special place in the heart of our Lord for those children. We need to see that tonight. Jesus turns his attention to these children. And again, he, they, these parents are bringing him, bringing them to the Lord. And Jesus, again, has to rebuke them for their attitude. You know, look, I mentioned last week, children do require a lot of attention. They really do. I, I understand that they require a lot of time. I read this week, Charles, uh, Charles Francis Adams, the son of President Quincy, John Quincy Adams, and the grandson of President John Adams, he kept a diary. And one day, this is a true story, one day, he took that diary and his entry read, went fishing with my son today, a wasted day. That's what he wrote. When fishing with my son today, a day wasted. His son, that man's son, Brooke Adams, also kept a diary, which is still in existence to this day. And on that same day, now they don't know what they each other wrote, but the dad wrote, when fishing with my son today, a day wasted. On that same day, his son, Brooke Adams, wrote his entry, and here's what he wrote. Went fishing with my father, the most wonderful day of my life. That's what the son wrote. See, the father thought he was wasting time while fishing with his son, but his son saw it as an investment of time. See, it's all in the eye of the beholder. To me, at vacation Bible school and ministering to children is not a wasted time. I, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times on Wednesdays, I have a hard time finalizing, preparing for in here because my wife is, is, is just, a lot of the time on Wednesday, she's earlier, she's trying to blow up balloons and tie balloons and she asked me, to put some water in a balloon. I'm like, what is all this for? It was, it's for her illustration for the children tonight. My wife gets so excited about Wednesday nights. You know what? I'm glad I've got a wife that gets excited about ministering to children. I don't tell her that she has to work with children. She, she looks forward to those little kids coming on Wednesday nights. Now, Brother Jerry and Miss Carla have done it for years. That's what turned Brother Jerry's hair gray, you know? And, and they love working with kids. Listen, the only way somebody said to tell the difference between wasting and investing is to know one's ultimate purpose in life and to judge accordingly. In other words, why are we here? That's what we need to understand. What is our purpose? Because children are not something that we endure. Children are a blessing from God. The Bible says children are an heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. There was a special place and is a special place in the heart of our Lord for these children. You know why? Because God has big plans for children. He's excited about these children that, that he's blessed us with. And, and so Jesus served these children. So tonight I want to just share with you a couple simple thoughts on what we can learn from Jesus 
and how we can serve children. Again, I hope your heart and mind is open to this, but the Bible gives us some responsibilities, and these responsibilities are really a form of service to children. So what are some ways that we can serve children? Three easy ways tonight. Number one, we can serve children by evangelizing them, by evangelizing them. Now, this is so important because the passage tonight, when you look at it, and and I want to preface this, when you read Jesus' dealings with these children, the passage nowhere implies that Jesus is saving these children. That's not what the passage implies. Uh, He put his hands on them. He pulled them into them. He blessed them. Look, he didn't pray a prayer to save them. Everybody's saved the exact same way, by grace through faith. That's not what happens in this particular passage. Jesus was praying for them, blessing their young lives. And so what, what this scene shows us, though, is these parents of these children, that they cared enough about the spiritual condition of their children to bring them to Jesus. I think that's awesome. Our church families who have children, they, they bring their children to Vacation Bible School because they care. You know, it's over the years, I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to work a bus route, but I, I've had in the past, have worked bus routes. I've always been amazed, if you've ever been around one, how parents will let their children get on a bus and go to a church that they themselves have never been to before. That amazes me, especially in this day and hour that we live in, that, that parents would do that. But, you know, a lot of times, and here's the thought process, many times those parents are thinking, well, then good, they'll be gone for about three hours. I won't have to watch them. I won't have to feed them. I won't have to change them. Somebody else can do that. You know what? I don't look at it that way. I look at it as that's three hours we get to spend with them teaching them about Jesus. See, it's a totally different outlook for, for the child of God, for the, for the church. The work of God is we get an opportunity to evangelize them. And it's so important that we see the, these parents wanting their children to come and be blessed. That's what Vacation Bible School is going to be about, is that these children will come here and their lives will be enriched. Their lives will be blessed as a result. Uh, Early passages in the Bible teach what I'm talking about. Look what it says here in Deuteronomy chapter number 6 in your notes, how that these early Bible-believing Christians, they were challenged by the Word of God in Deuteronomy 6 to share the things of God with their children. And by the way, if you're a parent and you still have children, heed these words tonight. Look what it says here in verse number 1. Now, these are the commandments. I think we all understand what a commandment is, right? Now, watch what it says here. These are the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land, whether you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, And these words which I command thee this day, do you notice how many times the word command is coming up here? 
These are the words, he says, that I command thee, shall be in thine heart. And here's the responsibility. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Look, that same principle that we just read there, and there's much more that would go along with that in the Old Testament, but that same biblical principle comes up to challenge even those in the New Testament time. Look at Ephesians chapter four or 6 and verse 4. And the Bible says, but you, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but here it is, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Same biblical principles there. Is the commandments, the statutes, the things that God has given to us as parents, as, as those that God has entrusted with little lives, that we should do everything, like these parents in Mark chapter 10, we should do everything in our power to ensure that children, listen now, are exposed to the gospel. See, children are exposed to so many things so early in life now. Social media, things on the television, internet. Hey, let's expose them to something that is life-changing. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. Children can't understand the word of God. And so that means that we need to bring children to church, bring them on a consistent basis. That means that we need to give them an opportunity to be in Sunday school, to come to vacation Bible school. It means praying with your children. It means opening the Bible and, and with them at home. It means, listen, how about this one? Open it, be open about your own faith. Don't be afraid as a parent to talk to your children, whether they're young or old, about the Lord. It's a great opportunity for us. How about this? Be consistent with your own life as a believer. Children watch their parents. They're going to watch to see, hey, dad, the way he is on Sunday, is he like that on Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday? Children, listen, young or old, they see the inconsistencies in our lives. It, when you think about this, it means teaching our children that nothing in this world is more important than the Lord and his business. That is the most important thing is to do the will of God. And listen, can I tell you tonight, we have been blessed at our church with the workers that help us with our children's ministries, Sunday school, uh, children's church, Sunday night programs, Wednesday night programs. I'm thankful for those that would, that would help to evangelize or share the gospel with the children of our church. Hey, listen, even from this pulpit, I want it to be a sacred desk that the gospel is being preached from this pulpit and folks, listen, last week, and I, I won't take a lot of time, but I, I did this last week. Throw that up there if you would, guys. I think I laid that. These, these cards that I get last week, these are the ABCs of salvation. And I, I, I'm challenging and encouraging you. I, I mentioned that these aren't just, they're, they're designed for children, but you can use these with any adult, the ABCs. Admit that you're a sinner. B, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. C, choose to allow Jesus to save you. It gives you scripture here. It's all laid out for you. Listen, this is how I started, folks. 
I had some kind of little tool like this that I kept in my Bible, and I've made copies of these, and I, I, if you don't have one, you're welcome to take one tonight after we're done. There's some, there's some small ones you could put in your Bible, put in your pocket. There's some larger ones that you could put in your Bible. And look, folks, we want to have these, but my other thing is to encourage you that as we have Vacation Bible School, every adult, whether you think you, you can or can't, every one of us ought to be able to take something like this and sit down with any boy or girl that, that responds to the invitation as God begins to deal with them. Now, again, we want to be delicate, and we want to take the time to make sure they fully understand it, but I think it's good for us to understand what the gospel is all about and to share that with other people. Now, look, you could sit down with your friends and sit down with one of these and lead somebody to Christ. It'd be a good thing. How many of you How many of you'd be interested in one of these? Didn't get one last week. So I've got some of these. I'll make them available at the end of the service tonight. But I think that we need to understand tonight, one way we serve children is by evangelizing them. Look at the second way, and this is real important, is we serve children by educating them. By educating them. By, by bringing children to Jesus. We want to be like those parents. You know what they were saying to their kids? hey, we think there's something about this one named Jesus, and that's why we want to bring you to him. I, I think it's important. I talked to a man this week as we were knocking doors on Tuesday, and no doubt there were definitely some differences between uh, what he believes and what I believe. And I, I told him, I said, look, I'm not here uh, to, to pin what I believe against what you believe. All I'm here to do is tell you what the Bible has to say to share the Word of God with you. And, and you know, these parents back in the days of Christ, uh, they, look, they had a responsibility. Parents today have the same responsibility. You know what it is? It's to model our faith in Jesus before the next generation. It's so important that we do that. You know what it does? It educates them to where they can see that Jesus is worth knowing. If my ch it, Let's see how I want to put this tonight. If the faith that I have in Jesus doesn't change my life, and it doesn't cause me to be a better person, guess what's going to happen? My children are going to pick up on that. See, even by the way we live our lives, our testimony, it educates our children. Because they look at dad and go, well, dad thinks it's important to read his Bible. Dad thinks it's important to be in church. Dad thinks it's important that he tells other people, look, if I can talk about my faith, but if I don't live it out, what happens is, is it translates not only to my children, but to those around me, it translates into hypocrisy in the eyes of children. I don't want to be that way to those around me. We have a responsibility to not be phony, but to educate children, our children, about the things of God. Look back at Ephesians 6 and verse 4 again. The Bible says that to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I love those two words, nurture. Here's what the word nurture, it refers to the W-H-O-L-E, the whole training and education of a child. Think about that, the whole training and education. When God gave Deuteronomy 6, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, there was no public school system. You know who educated the children? The parents did. See, we've relinquished our responsibility. And then what we want to do is point the fingers at everybody else. Now, kids have to go to school today. Some are homeschooled. Some are Christian school, uh, private schools. 
public schools. There's various different kinds. But look, folks, I've I've known a lot of great kids, a lot of great Christians that went to public school, but they turned out to be excellent, good kids. You know why? Because they had a good home. They had a mother and father that loved God, that taught their children, educated them on the principles of the Word of God, the things of God. This is what we need to see is it's not the public school teacher's responsibility to see your child come to Jesus. It's the parent's responsibility. And look, in many times, especially in the world we're living in today, that's where the church comes in. The church working along with the parents. Now, the, the church never takes the place of the parent, but it's a wonderful thing that a church can support and have the same principles that they're learning at home. It's our duty to bring them up face-to-face with the saving Lord. Uh, Look, if we make much of Jesus in front of our children, then they will be far more likely to come to Christ at an early age. Now listen, here's here's the good part. And they will remain faithful to Him as they get older. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, there's been some that have gone a different direction, but there's the foundation that many times brings them back to the Lord. Folks, it's never in vain. The Word of God will not return void, the Bible says. So how can we help? Well, this week, uh, or not this week, but when we get around to vacation Bible school, what are the children going to learn? I just want to give you a little sample. Look at this tonight. On day one, the kids are going to learn that the Bible is the coolest book on the planet. Uh, they're going to learn the uniqueness of the Word of God. Day two, they're going to learn that the, the message of the Bible will impact not only their lives, but the lives of those around them. The impact of the Word of God. Day three, they're going to learn the Bible is the foundation to build their lives upon. Listen, this world wants our children to pattern their lives after the world, but what they need is that foundation, and that foundation's already been laid, and that that foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation than what that's already been laid. Day four, they're going to learn that the gospel is a message of love from God. It's God's love letter to us. And day five, they're going to learn that the Bible is exciting to explore. We're going to challenge these kids, listen, to learn the Word of God, to love the Word of God, and to live the Word of God. And I think that's a good thing for any adult, is to learn the Word of God, to love the Word of God, and to live the Word of God. And so it's going to be a great week. So what? look, you know what the church then becomes? It becomes an educational institution. See, we have a responsibility to evangelize, and we have a responsibility to educate children. But number three, look at this, we have a responsibility to serve them by encouraging them. I think think it's a wonderful thing when you encourage children, because you know what you're encouraging them to do? To come to Jesus. Now, my kids, and I have one in the room tonight, I'm always real careful sometimes, uh, with my children, you know, I try not to pick on them, things like that, because they'll just end up turning it back on me. But my children, a lot of times, they over the years, they struggle coming to me because I'm big bad dad. You know, I'm you're hard to talk to. And and I, I get that, you know, somebody has to be that. They go to my, my wife because my wife is so easy to, to come to. But you know what I love about Jesus? 
is he was always approachable. It didn't matter who it was. From the smallest of child to the most educated person to the most sin-ridden person that you've ever seen in the Bible, they all could come to Jesus. And that's, that's listen, folks, that's what we need to help these children to understand, that you can come to Jesus, you can approach him, we can encourage them. You go back to Ephesians 6, 4. Here's the verse again. To bring them up in the nurture and what? Admonition. Now, that's a great word because it really carries the idea of encouraging them. We want to encourage boys and girls. Well, how do we do that? We can encourage children about the things of God. We can teach them to pray at an early age. I love to hear little kids pray. <laughs> Sometimes I get a hold of the prayer sheet from back there in children's church after we're done on Sunday and most people have gone home and I go back there and I'm reading it and it's got on there pray for my dog pray for pray for my pet frog but you know what they're serious about those prayers and teach children listen if they're going to pray over the simple little things in life imagine what they're going to do when they get to be older and teach encourage them to pray how about this make the bible a big part of their daily lives you know, we, we always, all of our children, we, we, we try to get them a Bible, get a Bible in their hand as, as early as we can. You know, look, I gave them a Bible. I knew they couldn't read it. But it was just something about they had a Bible. I remember some of the first Bibles our kids had were the, were the picture Bibles. And a lot of times I'd sit down with them and we'd just go through some of those stories. And they got more out of the pictures. But in time, they began to understand that. See, we encourage them, and that's what we need to do. Make much out of the Bible. Make it a part of their lives. Bring them to Sunday school. Hey, look here. Act like you love preaching. You know what might happen? Your kids might be encouraged. Hey, boy, I love preaching, you know? And then my kids, when they, when they you know, when dad preaches, they don't get much, but they, they enjoy good preaching from time to time. But, but how about this? Church activities, uh, various things that we do uh, around the church, include your kids, bring them, expose them to anything and everything that is of a godly nature. That's what we want to do, encourage kids. Uh, one of the best things, listen to this, that a mature believer can do for children is to be in love with Jesus themselves. If you're in love with the Lord, you know what you're going to encourage them to do? To love the Lord. We need to not only evangelize them, we need to educate them, we need to encourage them. I read a story, and it's a true story, D.L. Moody. He was preaching the gospel, trying to encourage folks to live for the Lord. D.L. Moody, he came back from one of his meetings, and when he returned, he gave this report. There was a small group of folks, and he said that he had seen two and a half conversions at the meeting. And somebody looked at him and said, two and a half conversions? So their response was, two adults and a child, I suppose. And Moody said, no, two children and one adult. Now, the reason he said it is because when you see a child get saved, God gets a whole life. When an adult gets saved, God only gets half a life. That's why children need to be reached with the Lord. They need to be reached with the gospel. I love Matthew 25, 21. Listen to this. His Lord said unto him, look at the words, Well done, thou good and faithful what? Servant. How many of you want to hear those words someday? Listen, what a wonderful thing that will be. But look at the verse. He says about that faithful servant, 
and I, I don't believe I'm stretching this. He says, thou hast been faithful over what? A few things. You know what a few is, right? Little, small. He says, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. You know what I think a few things, brother guy? I think of little children. Insignificant to this world. But they mean a lot to Jesus. And we need to be like Jesus. And you know how we can be like Jesus? We can serve children like Jesus did. Let's be Christians who helps to encourage these boys and girls to educate them but most of all, evangelize and help them to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the privilege, opportunity that's before us, Lord, to share the truth with everyone, but especially boys and girls. Lord, I pray that you bless and use our church, each one of us, in the days ahead. Be with the boys and girls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.